Welcome to Animal Health Insights. This podcast was created to connect producers, veterinarians, and animal owners, and to introduce you to the people and the organizations who are working to support animal health in Canada. Our podcast is developed with the support of the Canadian Animal Health Surveillance System. Through these podcasts, CAS aims to engage veterinarians, producers, and the public in discussions around animal health and infectious disease as part of work to strengthen animal health surveillance through knowledge, awareness, and data sharing. I'm your host, Dr. Kate Todd. I'm also a veterinarian. Let's get started. I know there's a lot of interest and thought right now around the topic of mental health. This is an area that is so important for everyone, quite frankly, but really has been neglected for years for farmers and agricultural workers, and also for veterinarians. There certainly can be a huge mental toll and extreme trauma for producers who face a suspect or a confirmed outbreak of disease on their farm, while they're on hold to hear about diagnostic testing outcomes, or in the most severe case of a mass depopulation of their herd or flock. In an earlier episode, I spoke with both a provincial and a federal veterinarian to review the details and procedures that occur in the case of an animal health incident that involves a reportable disease condition. As part of that conversation, we also took some time to discuss the mental health impacts of these situations and how our government organizations are consistently working to improve their communications and supports for producers and veterinarians. I spoke with Dr. Margaret McGagan from the Canadian Food Inspection Agency and also Dr. Luc Bergeron, a disease surveillance veterinarian from Quebec. Dr. McGagan currently works as a Canadian Food Inspection Agency veterinary program analyst, and she's also a CFIA liaison for the Veterinary College and the province of Prince Edward Island. Additionally, she works closely with the provincial chief veterinary officer, industry groups, and producers in PEI. As part of her work, she participates as a member of the CFIA National Humane Destruction Emergency Response Team and Working Group. She participated in the 2004 avian influenza outbreak in the Fraser Valley, BC, that led to the development of national emergency response teams, and she trains and leads on many disease response exercises. So she has a strong understanding of the importance of leadership and clear communications to all those involved in an animal health situation. Dr. Bergeron is a veterinarian and an epidemiologist who graduated from the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine of the University of Montreal. He worked initially as a large animal vet and currently works in animal health surveillance, and he's the coordinator of the Surveillance Network for Bovine Diseases at the Quebec Ministry of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Food. Thanks again to you both for joining me today on Animal Health Insights. Dr. McGagan, what measures are currently in place or are being developed to help support a farmer who might be struggling with the mental, emotional, and the financial toll that could occur secondary to a significant disease outbreak? Is this something that's being actively worked on? Well, this has been a very real concern for a very long time. We have learned tragic lessons from past disease events. We've seen, you know, through events here in Canada, as well as internationally on the toll that it takes on the individual producers, the local communities, and the veterinarians. Today, there's much better acceptance. Producers are more vocal about expressing how they are feeling, as well as the concerns about their family when there's a disease investigation going on. So yes, this is actively being worked on. And in fact, it's a component of every discussion that we have with regard to disease response preparedness. 
not only are we trying to take care of the, the disease situation, but we are very aware of how the whole process affects the producers and the community. So producers associations and federal and provincial departments of agriculture have been sourcing support resources for producers so that in the event of a disease, we have trained liaisons that can be present on the farm to provide in-the-moment support for the producer and their family because we know how critical this is. They need a voice that will hear and listen to them and explain the situation to them. These resources, though, are available right now. Mental health resources and contact information have been developed to assist farmers in reducing and coping with the inherent stress and financial stress of farming. And so there are things like a mental health kit for farmers. PEI has developed the farmerstalk.ca website. I really encourage you to go to this website because on it, there are numerous links and contacts to help farmers with any type of problem at any time. And this these links on there are listed nationally. So they're um, Canada-wide, and they will provide you with help in your region. If you do need help, you can call the PEI Farmer Assistance Program at one 800 736-8006. Know that you are not alone and that there are resources there to help you get through these difficulties. Dr. Bergeron, what are your thoughts on how we can minimize these personal impacts on producers in the case of an intervention during a disease outbreak? Well, I, I'm not sure I know how we, uh, we can uh, minimize this. These are hard situations to live for producers, no doubt about it. It's hard for a uh, for us to uh, to try to place ourselves in their shoes, no doubt it's hard. Uh, of course, you, you need to have some empathy. That's one thing I would say, try to minimize it. But sometimes you cannot have all control on this situation. So that's why I think uh, the resources, and in Quebec there are some uh, industry resources that are available for a, a producer with the struggle. Most notably, it's it's an organization called, and I'm going to say it in French, you know, I, I, I won't try to uh, translate it, Au Cœur des Familles Agricoles. It's, it's been there for some time, and within that organization, they are they, they have what they call uh, in French, Travailleurs de Rang. In a, a free, free translation, that would be kind of agricultural street workers. So these are... Uh, workers that will go from uh, from premises to premises to see uh, how the producer are feeling, and that's in the, in peacetime. But in wartime, when there there are problem, you can call them, and they will come as fast as they can at any time. So th- this is a very good resources that is uh, in Quebec. So for us at Mapac, when we have a, a mental health issue that is suspected or reported to us. The thing that we'll do, we make sure that the producer and or his family or friends or people that are close to that producer are aware of these resources. And it's important to make sure that the family or friends are aware of it too, because the producer that struggle with mental health issue, and honestly, I've dealt with some in the past personally, where we had a call and most of the time, I would say these producers, they're not always in a place where they are necessarily open to have some help. So it's important to include family and friends to make sure that they can be supported as much as they can. And 
What we do is that the producer will get these resources by calling the local industry association. So they, they know where to call. They know these people. They're most of the time close to these people. So that, that that's how we deal with it in Quebec. But honestly, to minimize this, it's some empathy, but it's, it's not always enough. And uh, you have to support them as much as you can with the, the resources that we have at in. I think it's really great to know that there are some pieces in place to help with these types of supports. I guess another way perhaps to support people in this case would be to avoid the situation altogether, so to avoid a disease outbreak. What do you think veterinarians and producers on the front lines can do to minimize disease and other impacts of a a disease outbreak on farm? Dr. Bergeron? Yeah, that's that's a good point you're making. Uh, if you can prevent it, that's that's the better thing. So my first answer would be apply good practice and basic biosecurity measure every day. So that's the thing that every producer, every vet practitioner should do day in, day out. So if you're able to prevent it, best way to do it. The other thing I would say is be vigilant about these type of situation and report them as soon as possible. Because as we said earlier, early detection is a key in surveillance and in disease response. What it means to be vigilant is to know what diseases are under surveillance, to know what what are the clinical signs associated to it, to make sure that you know these lists, you read about it, that when there's a course or something offered that you participate, and one of the way to do this, one first good step, in my opinion, in Quebec, for sure, it's to participate in our surveillance network activities. I think it's a very good start, but because what we do in every sector, every three months, there's a quarterly report. So if you read it, it's a good start because you know what type of disease are under surveillance, what type of disease are emerging, what type of disease Uh, that the clinical picture is changing or their new strain of something. So just to know this and to be, I would say, more open to surveillance activities, to me, is a very good start and it will allow the vet practitioner to be more vigilant about this situation. So the two things, good practice, basic biosecurity measure all day, not all day, but every day, and to be vigilant about this situation that would be the two things where uh, I think we can minimize disease impact and prevent it. And Dr. McGagan, how do you think vets and producers could improve here to uh, ensure the most positive outcomes in these reportable disease cases? Well, I want to echo what Dr. Bergeron said. The most effective thing that can be done is to be aware. You know, with COVID, we've become very aware of human biosecurity and We recognize that what we have to do to isolate ourselves from picking up viruses, well, that is the same thing that has to happen on farm. The most beneficial thing a farmer can do is to implement tight, ongoing biosecurity on their farm and in the way they conduct their business. And that goes for the same for veterinarians. Veterinarians need to ensure that they are going clean onto every farm. That means not wearing same coveralls, ensuring that their boots have been thoroughly disinfected, and that any common equipment that they use is disinfected before they move to another farm. And this should be done on an everyday basis. Knowledge is power. And so by becoming involved in producer associations and paying attention to the information and support materials they are being put out by industry stakeholders and government to educate about diseases and response plans, Having that knowledge, one, will give you a heads up. Two, it helps to assist in preventing disease spread. And it prepares you 
because you understand the process. You know what's going to happen because you've, you've read about it ahead of time. Having that knowledge will help reduce the stress and the fear that surrounds these situations because of the unknown. So the more you can learn and pick up from what's being put out, um, and that's the nice thing about today with all these different resources. We have hard copy mail outs. We have public information sessions. We have advertisements on TV as well as social media. And then we have all kinds of information sessions like this one, you know, that are being broadcast on social media so that you have access to it at any time. So on the other hand, for perhaps a bit of self-reflection, how do you think federal and provincial authorities can improve the overall outcome in these situations? What are your organizations doing to be better? Dr. Bergeron? Well, uh, I said many times, a uh, surveillance network is always, you can always be better at what you're doing. It's a never-ending story. So there's a lot of things. But I would say the absolute key to a surveillance network is the link of confidence that you're building between the network and the coordinator and all the people involved in the network and the different partners that will provide you surveillance information. In our case, that would be mainly the vet practitioner. I am, as I said, the network coordinator for the bovine sector. We must work on this every day. And how can you work on this? Well, you have to be, every time there's, a, there's an event, a symposium or anything, you have to be there. If they ask you to do a talk, you do it. If they ask you to do a podcast, you do it. You have to be everywhere. The other thing is when you get something reported to us, to you, you have to prove yourself. So if a vet practitioner takes the time to pick up the phone and report something to you, that practitioner will expect that you're going to do the right thing and that your intervention is going to be the right intervention and it's going to help. So every time you get something reported to you as an organization, as a person, you have to prove yourself. In other words, build that link of confidence. You have to be credible to vet practitioner. I would say that this link of confidence for me has always been the key. It took me some years before to understand how important it was. But when, when you understand that and then you, you start to work on it, that's when it really changes things for you and you get more things reported and it becomes a lot easier to do your work. So yeah, I would say a link of confidence would be the thing you always have to get better at. Well, I totally agree with Dr. Bergeron. You do have to be out there and you have to promote information and, and connection, right? If people don't know who you are, they don't know who to call and they don't trust you to be able to give you information, especially in a situation like that. There's an awful lot of fear associated with it. CFIAs learn from past disease outbreaks that... Um, not having clear communication between all the parties involved makes for a terrible disease response because there's just not a coordination of communication or effort. And so we've changed our process to ensure that we're, we have joint plans that include industry as well as provincial groups. And we're developing clear plans of action so that we're all on the same page. Depending on the situation, it might be a provincial lead rather than CFIA, but CFIA would be a support group and, and vice versa. And so by having a plan, recognizing the problems ahead of time and having a plan to deal with those problems allows us to have a much more efficient plan of action and disease response. 
that's where our effort has been. It's all about engaging producers and industry stakeholders on a local level and nationally to provide education and awareness around diseases of concern, as well as how to respond to them. Canada is is so large, and each region has its own unique challenges. There is not a one-size-fits-all response plan. So by talking about this at the local level and planning, we can identify those challenges and develop solutions in peacetime rather than in the midst of the outbreak and finding out the hard way on how best to do things. I think that's a pretty good final answer. Are there any resources either of you would like to share, either for veterinarians or for producers, about reportable disease surveillance and response? Yeah, well, on my side, I, I've talked about it briefly, but if you get involved in our surveillance activities, uh, which uh, our network and in Quebec, the practitioner knows about it, which is called the Réseau, you get the Réseau Communication. They're always available through our all the vet association in Quebec, so we get these information to vet practitioners through these associations. They're also available on our website. So for me, it's it's a real good start. But also, just to participate will open your mind about disease surveillance, will make you more vigilant. And that's what we cheer for. That's what we expect from a vet practitioner, that they, they participate in our surveillance activities. Well, I, I totally agree that participation side of it is so important. You know, the the National Farm Animal Care Council, they have all kinds of links with the similar information on it. Everything I talked about today is on our CFIA website, which is www.inspection.gc.ca, um, as well as all of our uh, federal Department of Agriculture websites and the local government websites. The resources are there. I understand completely that they are not easy to navigate and that it's a challenge to find the information. So I just, I encourage people to take the time to review sites. You know, we're very good at surfing the net for what we're interested in or shopping and finding the best buy, but this is important. And so, you know, during peacetime, get familiar with those links, know how to find the information that you need and get to know your district veterinarian. The local CFIA is a fantastic wealth of knowledge for you, and they can provide you with so much insight into your disease response questions. They can help you with what you need to do to prepare as a veterinarian or as a producer, and and they want to make that connection with you because should something happen here, we're all going to have to work together. And so we need to know each other to begin with. Thank you very much, both of you, for sharing your federal and provincial insights with us today. It is really reassuring to know that as we all work to navigate these complex animal health situations, that there is ongoing effort to improve all the steps of these processes. We'll share some of these links to resources you've mentioned on our website at cas.ca. Thanks to you both, Dr. McGagan and Dr. Bergeron, for sharing your perspectives on animal health insights. Once again, I'd like to thank the Canadian Animal Health Surveillance System for their support of the Animal Health Insights podcast. CAS is an initiative of the National Farmed Animal Health and Welfare Council, and it has broad-based support from both livestock sectors and from government. CAS brings together data and information from across Canada in order to demonstrate animal health and to guide planning on national animal health priorities. Effective disease surveillance can demonstrate the health of our animals, and it enables prompt action to minimize the negative impacts of disease. Funding is provided through the Agri-Assurance Program under the Canadian Agricultural Partnership, a federal, provincial, territorial initiative.